You're listening to the Go Ministries International Podcast, where you're going to hear the truth of the Word of God, wild, relevant, and powerful for your journey in today's world. During this whole time, you know, I've been praying about our house. You know, we finally found a house. You know, it just my, my wife loves it. If my wife loves it, I love it. You know, it's just the way it is. Mama's happy. Everybody's happy. Daddy's happy. Nobody cares. So, so I'm going, all right, this is it. This is the house. So I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I want to sell my motorcycle. I'm going to sell it. I think I can get $20,000 for it. So that's what I'm going to do. Well, Brother Jerry was taking an uh, uh, offering. I forget who was taking the offering at that time. And the offering was taken. And I already, you know, put in my offering, you know, and I just put it in there. And um, all of a sudden, as they're taking the offering, he stops everybody. He gets up to the microphone. He gets up to the podium, and he says, there is somebody out there thinking about selling something that's very valuable to him. No joke. Very valuable to him because you think you could use this for something that you need it for. And the Lord is telling me to tell you to plant it. Don't sell it. And the value of that, of what you're planting, will bring a greater harvest than what you would do if you were to sell it. I mean, could God get any more precise? I'm going, all right. That was me. So I grabbed another envelope, and I put it in there. I'm giving my motorcycle away. I'm giving it to JSMI, and I'm believing that you'll be able to sell it, and whatever you can get for it, that's my seed. About three or four days later, I get a call. And I said, hello, and uh, it's Brother Jerry. And I went, oh, shoot. I'm in trouble. You know, he bought this bike for me, and now I'm. And he goes, Steve, I, I noticed that you uh, gave your bike in the offering. I go, yes, sir. He goes, what are you doing, wanting to buy a house? And that's, you're buying, selling it? You Or you were going to, I said, no, I was going to sell it. And I told him the whole story that I was going to sell it. And then when you got up there, I'm blaming it all on him. I'm bailing out quick, you know. You. You, Eve. No, I'm just joking. But anyway, all of a sudden, I said, you know, this is what I want to do. He says, well, you're not going to sell it. Number one, I'm going to give the bike back to you. And number two, I'm going to give you $20,000 for you to put on your house. A 10-letter word that absolutely rocks the kingdom of darkness and Satan's world. And I'm going to read it to you right now. And it's found in 2 Corinthians. I need the AMP, not the AMP classic. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. It's the very first message. This word is mentioned over nine times in the first message that Jesus ever preached on planet Earth. And it says this. It says, for you 
Uh, I'm sorry, 9-8, 9-8. Thank you. And in, in, in this, Jesus, and I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit more about Jesus. But listen to this. It says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always under all circumstances, here we go, regardless of the need. The ten-letter word that absolutely puts the enemy to flight is the word regardless. Regardless, the enemy comes in to kill, steal, and destroy. But regardless, I came to bring you life and the abundance of you thought to do evil against me. But regardless, because I'm in the place of God's, God's going to turn it for my good, and it's going to turn it for his glory. There's a power in the word regardless. Regardless does not respect circumstances. It refuses, it refuses to get under the bondage of the natural. Regardless is the language of faith. Don't make me come out there. I said regardless, no matter what. So when we were going to get this house and all this stuff, all of a sudden my wife and I looked at us, and I looked at her and I said, regardless, my God shall supply all my needs according. You're going to have to get aggressive. 2020 is the year of plenty, plenty, but you're going to have to get aggressive into the harvest of it. Come on. You're going to have to plant like you never planted before. You're going to have to do what you've never done before. You're going to have to go where you've never gone before. You're going to have to be what you've never been before. Time now for the, for the church to rise up and declare its inheritance. Lack does not glorify God on any level. And that word just all of a sudden, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him. You know what that means? If he's the God of more than enough, you have. We're not hunkering down for the end times. We're occupying until he comes in the end times. We're going to be more blessed than we've ever been before. We're going to define, the church is going to define blessings like it's never defined it before. The world's going, why are we in lack and why is the church prospering? Because they believe that regardless of the circumstances, our God reigns. Regardless of the circumstances, our God reigns. Come on. Your sweet pastor, is it, was it Tom, Tony, Tom? Pastor Tom, when Pastor Tom went to heaven, you might have thought there was a great void here, but I got to tell you, regardless of what's going on, God's not done. God's not done with you, Pastor Sue. Regardless of what's going on, regardless of how people, how many people are here or not here, regardless, listen, we have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him and have in, and having an abundance for every good work. 
God's not going to call you to do something without his supply attached to it. And I, I get angry when I see lack dominate a believer's life. Been there, done that. And there was nothing fun about it. But when I stepped into that place of tithing and giving and realized what harvest this thing opens, you talk about open the envelope, this opens the envelope on every level. I'm not talking about prosperity. I'm talking about obedience. Come on. This is not a Steve Munns thing. This is not a Kenneth Copeland thing. This is not a Brother Hagen thing. This is a Bible thing. Come on, 500 times it talks about love. Uh, 800 times it talks about joy. Uh, 750 times it talks about faith. 2,000 times it talks about prosperity. The blessings of the Lord. I'm not here to preach a prosperity message. I'm here to talk about the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that the God above and beyond what we could ever think or ask, showing up in the midst of our circumstance, regardless. Regardless. I told my wife, I told Beck, I said, regardless. Now, get, get this. So we finally find this, our, you know, house till rapture. Finally found it. It had been on the market for almost two years. Nobody wanted it in a subdivision we loved. Da, 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 da. It's awesome house. So we finally, we get, you know, we get all of our ducks in a row. I had a lot of ducks. Got them in a row, and we finally... You know, and, uh, and we had to go to three different finance companies just to get our house. But every time we would go, I always say there's three no's and two maybe's before you get to a yes. And it's our job to exasperate all, the, all of them until you get to the yes. Because eventually, if you stand your ground regardless, you're going to get to the yes. Where's that in the Bible? The little widow woman kept going to the ruler, wanted justice for her son. And every day she'd come back, I need you to help my son. I need you to help my son. Finally, what did the ruler say? Give that lady whatever she wants because she's worrying me to death. Wouldn't you love to hear that from the devil? He's writing a letter of, rec a letter of recommendation to God. Please get them out of my way. Come on. Man, it's time for the body of Christ. So guess what? I said, I told my wife, I said, regardless. Regardless, said it three times, regardless. Then all of a sudden, we get a fines coming. Oh, man, and it was awesome. We finally got okayed. We put a bid, um, we put a, a bid on, the, on the house. And the same day we did, it's been on the market almost two years, somebody else put a bid on the house. You stupid devil. They're probably Satan worshipers. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> and I went, you got to be kidding. I said, okay, well, regardless. So now we had, to, we had to do a counter bid. So we did a counter bid. Put the counter bid on there. Whew. Felt good. This is our house no matter what. We, no matter what, we claimed it. This is it. This is ours. And all of a sudden, they put a bid in. Our realtor called us. He said, well, they took the other bid. My wife goes, it's like, it was like crushing I did a Mark Hankins thing. Ha, 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 ha. She looked at me. She goes, it's not funny. I go, hon, hang with me here. Regardless, remember? That's our house. 
I don't care what's going on, that's our house. We claim it, it's ours, regardless of the circumstance. The problem was the people that put a bid on it were buying it with cash. So they took their bid. But I still said, regardless. This happened about three weeks had passed by, and all of a sudden my son-in-law, he works for Pastor Mac, and my daughter worked for Pastor Mac. He's actually an associate there. And uh, they came down to visit, visit us, and we're in our other house, our lease house. And he sits down on a Sunday afternoon after church, and he says, Steve, did you know that that house is back on the market? I said, what? I grabbed my phone. Immediately, I get on there. I call Jen, our, our realtor. I go, Jen, that house is back on the market. She goes, hang on. She went and checked it. She goes, it sure is. I said, that's our house. See, your, your regardless is going to get pretty aggressive if you'll let it stand in its position because all it does is it fluctuates. It, 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 it flexes, not it fluctuates. It flexes in faith. So I said all that to say this. Jesus hits planet Earth. He's just coming out of the wilderness. And he says, my people need to hear some hope. He's already got his disciples, chapter 4 of Matthew. You know, he comes to the wilderness. And then after that, guess what? The angels come and they minister to him after Satan tempted him three times. And finally he says, get thee behind me. Only got one God that we worship, and that's the Lord my God. And all of a sudden, Satan disappears. He goes and finds some disciples. And then in chapter 5, and then in chapter 5, he sees the crowd of people. And he's watching them. They're following him everywhere. See, they loved being around Jesus. Whether he did miracles or not, they just loved what he had to say because he was saying something that nobody else had ever spoken. Everybody spoke out of their afflictions and out of their infirmities and out of their problems. This was the first voice they've ever heard with a positive message. And Jesus said, here it is, two words for 14 verses, happy regardless. Happy regardless. Happy regardless. Happy is the man regardless of his circumstances. Read it for yourself. I don't have time to read it for you. Look it up. Chapter 5 in the Amplified Bible, it says, happy regardless. It doesn't matter what's out here. What matters is what's in here. And what is in here is what he's put there. Come on. So today, the church, our families, our finances, our relationships, our desires, our pursuits, our priorities, our dreams, they're sitting there at the mascot of regardless. And faith is fluttering around it saying, test me and watch what I'm about to do. There's three no's and two maybes before you get to a yes. And it's our job to frustrate the hell out of the devil on every one of them. Some of you are going, did he just cuss? Hell is a real place, guys. Come on. But I'm just saying it's time for the body of Christ to rise up. This is our finest hour. I said, this is our finest hour. Tomorrow is Monday. You're gonna, there's something that you need to go and stand in front of and go regardless. Guess what? We got that house regardless. I had to go through about seven regardlesses until I got there. 
But my regardless took me there. Because regardless of the circumstance, God will bring provision for us to fulfill every good work that he has anointed and appointed us to do. Thanks for tuning in to the Go Ministries International Podcast. For more information, go to goministries.net and follow us on social media to get more content like this straight to your phone. Remember, no matter what you've done or where you're at in life, you're lovable, valuable, capable, and redeemable.